Hello, I'm Regina Zona, and this is True Confessions of a Still Fabulous Diva. This is my true confession. I finally got my money shit together. I have a love-hate relationship with money. I love it when I have it, and I hate it when I don't. That pretty much sums it up. I grew up always knowing that we didn't have a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, I always had everything that I needed. But I also knew without actually knowing that we were, at least for my very early years, sort of lower middle class financially. My grandmother tried to install in me good budgeting habits. Uh, every Christmas, she would give me $5 to spend in this special little Christmas store that was just for kids, where I could buy a present for my mom and a present for my dad. So, you know, I would buy my mother a little trinket, and I would buy my dad Old Spice. And it was super cool having my own money. $5 seemed like a whole lot of money. Of course, I had an allowance. I can't remember how much it was, but I remember that I had to clean the house every Saturday, and that would give me the money. Other than that, my parents didn't really require me to work as a teenager. Although I did get a job, it was a seasonal Christmas job at a department store selling housewares when I was a junior in high school. Now, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I could not tell the difference between a saucepan and a double boiler. But I was able to get a discount at the department store, which allowed me to buy real Christmas presents. And that was really fabulous with my newfound cash. And then I went to college. And I had gotten a full scholarship to attend Northwestern University. And in New Student Week, I was in the uh, student center uh, just before classes start when I was a freshman. And I was walking through the student center, and uh, there was this booth there that was advertised by Citibank. And there was this very gregarious salesman who called me over, and he asked me if I had a credit card. And so I told him no, and he said, well, would you like to apply for one? And I laughed at him, saying that there's no way that I would get approved because I didn't have a job. And so he said, well, do you get a scholarship to come here? And I said, why, yes. And he said, well, that counts as income. Just write that down. Can you believe that? <laughs> so I did what he told me. And within 10 days, I had a brand new shiny credit card in my name. And all of a sudden, I had the freedom to buy whatever I wanted. And after a childhood of feeling deprived financially, I was free to spend. I can't remember how much credit they actually gave me on that first card, but I know that within a few months, they raised my limit. And within a year, I was maxed out. But then, of course, once you have one credit card, getting a second card and a third card and a fourth card and so on and so on is very easy because now you have a credit history. 
So that is exactly what I did. Store cards, bank cards, any kind of card that I could uh, apply for, I got. And by the time I was a junior in college, I had maxed out all of my cards. And then I had a crisis because all of a sudden I realized I couldn't pay the bills that I had. So I had to call my dad crying with my tail between my legs. And I asked him, begged him to co-sign a consolidation loan so that I could pay off all of my credit cards. That was the first bailout. After a while of being on a credit card diet, I eventually got more cards and I used my cards for everything. I would only barely pay the minimum every month to keep everything going. And I was never late, but I never got ahead. And then I would get to the point where I started borrowing money from one card to pay another card. And soon it got so out of control and the debt collectors started to call and I realized that the only way that I could save myself was to take the drastic step of consumer credit counseling. Now, for those of you who don't know what consumer credit counseling is, it is when you go to this non-for-profit company and uh, they call all of your creditors and they negotiate lower interest rates and new payments. And then what you do is you send them a check. You send the company a check to cover all of your new payments for your credit cards. And then they distribute that check to each card so that then once cards are paid off, then they take the extra money, you're still um, sending them the same amount every month, but uh, that extra money is now going on to the next card to pay it off, and so on and so forth. And then you just pay a, a small fee for this service. And so <clears throat> when you're in this uh, program, your creditors close all of your accounts, and you are encouraged not to apply for any new credit. And within four years, I was out of debt until I got credit once again, once I was out of the program. And eventually, over a decade later, I was in credit counseling yet again. So you see the pattern. I'm addicted to buying things without consequence. Figuring that, you know, I can get whatever I want on my credit cards and each purchase is only going to raise my minimum payment each month by five or ten dollars. That's not a lot. I can certainly afford to pay that. You know, what's the harm? Uh, duh. (laughs) So that's my spending. Now let's talk about my earning. I have never been a big earner. When I graduated from high school, the summer before I left for college, I decided I needed a little extra spending money and some money to take to college with me. So I got a job at Burger King. Yes, I got a job at Burger King. Just imagine me at Burger King. My first position at Burger King was 
uh, running the broiler, which literally that means taking frozen burgers, throwing them into a broiler, and when they come out, putting them on buns. And then within two weeks, I had gotten promoted to specialty sandwiches. Ooh, let me tell you, it was an exciting day. And after three weeks, where each day a little bit of my soul died, I decided that I just couldn't handle it anymore and I quit. So my high school choral director at the time suggested that I should teach voice lessons. So I did, and that was the start of my teaching career. So as you know, much of the time when you teach lessons, private lessons of any sort, basically you get paid per lesson. And if that student doesn't attend their lesson, then you don't get paid. So I was constantly in a state of wondering whether or not that week I would get all of the money that I had expected so that I could pay my bills. And I basically viewed my income like a starving person views their next meal. If I get this amount, then I can afford to pay that bill. The money would come in and then the money would immediately go out. No savings, no thinking ahead, mostly catching up. And I would dread that phone call from the parents telling me that they were uh, going to be gone all summer and their students wouldn't be, their kids would not be taking lessons over the summer. Uh, and then I knew that I would potentially be in a financial crisis because of it. And then when I started singing professionally, all of a sudden I had companies giving me $7,000, $10,000 per gig. And that seemed like I was rich. But of course, I still had to pay for housing in some cases. I had to pay for food and entertainment while I was at the gig. And while the check really looked big, in reality, I only had about a third of that amount to pocket and pay bills with. And unfortunately, those gigs were sort of few and far between. I lived the life of a freelancer. I was a private voice and piano teacher. I was a personal organizer. I was a show choir director and in high schools and colleges. Uh, I was an occasional clinician for workshops, but nothing brought in a regular salary. Health insurance? No. Retirement plan? Uh, no. <laughs> Any kind of savings? Definitely not. What came in immediately went out. And I never really paid attention to what went out because most of it went on credit cards anyway. And so basically everything that came in, I was going to be paying my minimum payment on my credit cards. A budget? Ha! I laugh in your face. <laughs> budget. Then... I got a real job. I got a full-time tenure-track position in a university. They paid me a salary. They gave me health benefits. They gave me a retirement plan. They even pay paid for my moving expenses when I, since I had lived in a different state. It afforded me the ability to get a approved for a mortgage with my partner, which was something that Honestly, I never thought that I would be able to do. 
And for a while, it seemed like everything had turned around financially. And then I moved to another academic position. And that uh, that job paid me $20,000 more in salary. And I had even better benefits. And it should have changed everything financially. But it didn't. Because I still lived in a mental state of deprivation. I still struggled at the end of every single paycheck. I was still in debt out of my ears. I still worried on a daily basis whether or not I would ever feel solvent. And then I left that job and I moved back to New York. And I did not have any job to move to because I was moving back to New York to try to become a singer again. And the only way that we could afford to move to New York was that I had to cash in my retirement from my university gigs. And that afforded us to live in New York for about eight months without having any kind of regular salary. And then, of course, we're living in New York, where the cost of living is way higher than where we were in the Midwest. And we still had debt. And now I no longer had health insurance again. And the retirement plan is completely gone. And I struggled to start a teaching studio in a new city, which is a very difficult task. And I was trying to restart my singing career, which does nothing but cost money. And the old habits resurfaced. And then finally, something switched in my brain. I decided that I had to get my shit together. I had tried to get my shit together in the past. I had read books by Jean Shatsky and David Bach and Susie Orman, but I never really followed through with them. But this time was different. I just decided that this time I was really going to make an effort to get my shit together. And that is when I bought Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. And I started to make a plan to follow through with the steps that he lays out in that book. And I did. And it has changed everything. This is what I know for sure. Getting your money shit together is just like getting your weight under control. It won't happen if you're not mentally ready for it. And honestly, there is nothing that I did to get ready for it. Simply put, a light went on in my brain that said, it's time to do something about this. And honestly, I haven't looked back. So here are some of the things that I did. I'm going to give you a disclaimer because I am not being compensated by Dave Ramsey. He has no idea who I am. I just found that this particular book was the most helpful for me at this time in my life. There are lots of other resources out there that can help you if this is something that you want to tackle uh, when you are ready. And I encourage you to use them. 
But the first step that I had to do was I had to figure out where does my money go? That was the first question. So what I did was I looked at my bank statements and my credit card statements for the previous month, just before uh, I had started this program. And I wrote down every dollar that went out of my bank account. Since I never used cash, this was very easy because there was an, an excellent paper trail. Then I went to an app that Dave Ramsey created to go along with his Total Money Makeover. It's called Every Dollar. And I actually created a budget. I included expenses on everything that I had spent in the previous month so that I wasn't depriving myself of anything. I still spent money at Starbucks. I still spent money on my nails. I still spent money going out and, and having, going to the movies or whatever. But since I saw what I did spend, I tried to trim those numbers down just a little bit in this initial budget, but I still included it all. I also made a spreadsheet of all of my creditors. Names, total amounts owed, minimum payments, and due dates. It was really important that I saw it all laid out in front of me. And then I added those payments, those minimum payments, uh, to my credit cards, to my budget. Then I added the expense of saving $1,000 in an emergency fund, which is the first step of the total money makeover. So finally, it was time for me to come up with a plan for my income. I had to figure out a way to stop depending on my next paycheck to pay my bills. The first thing I did, and this took some time, was that I raised my rates for my voice lesson. I had this habit of apologizing for charging so much to my students who I thought couldn't afford what I knew my real worth was. But I finally realized that that's ridiculous. I am worth every penny that I charge. And as a matter of fact, even now, I undercharge a little bit for my area. But I raised my rates, and to my surprise, every one of my students was willing to pay my higher rate. So that's great. And then I decided to change the way that I got paid. Instead of having my students pay me every week, I decided to move 90% of my studio to a semester plan so that now my students are paying me for a bulk of lessons every semester, which is three times a year. And in addition to this, I tightened up my cancellation and uh, makeup lesson policy so that I'm not losing any more money and any more time. So basically, at the beginning of every semester, the beginning of the fall, the beginning of the winter, spring, and the beginning of the summer, I have a bulk of money that I can now distribute evenly and I never have to worry if there are cancellations, if a student is, is going to suddenly decide not to continue with lessons or the like. Then I opened up a savings account and I attached it to my checking account. 
And every dollar that I earn from my teaching goes immediately into that savings account. And then twice a month, I pay myself by automatically moving money from the savings account into my checking account that will cover all of my expenses for that two-week period. So every two weeks, I'm getting a paycheck, and I know exactly how much that paycheck is going to be. So this, some of you may be listening to this and going, girl, this is the way it's supposed to be. Why have you been living in any other way other than this? But I tell you, I tell you, I know that this sounds simple, but for me, this was revolutionary, absolutely revolutionary. So after I finally finished how to pay myself and know how much money I was going to be getting on a regular basis, then it was time to set up a get out of debt plan. I went back to my budget, knowing how much I'm going to get in each of my paycheck. I figured out how I could trim my expenses a little bit uh, to just the basics, within reason, of course. I'm still completely addicted to Starbucks, so that's always going to be in my budget. And then I determined how much money I had left in bulk that I could add on to apply to my debt, to try to get out of my debt faster. So I used the snowball method to pay off credit cards. I listed all of my cards on my spreadsheet from smallest balance first to highest balance last. And I paid the minimum payment on all of the cards except for the smallest balance card. For that, I would pay the minimum payment that is due on that card plus any extra money that I had left over from my budget. And I would pay that higher amount on that card until that card was paid off. Once that card is paid off, I take the minimum payment and extra money that I used to pay it and I add that total amount to the minimum payment of the next card on my list. And I continue to pay that bloated amount to the credit card until that next credit card is paid off. And then I do the same thing working my way down the line. I've also learned how to play the credit card game. I have applied for new cards that had 0% interest for 15 months or 18 months or whatever. And then what I did was I transferred my balances from my high interest rates cards to those promotional interest rate cards. And then what I did was I divided the amount that I transferred into the equal, equal payments for the amount of the promotional interest rate. And I started paying those credit cards with that higher amount, not paying minimum payments, but actually paying a, an equal amount so that those cards would be paid off before the card would start charging interest. So since I started this journey, I have paid off eight credit cards in about a year and a half. And 
next fall, I will be mostly out of credit card debt and my car is going to be paid off. The last thing I have done is I now keep a close watch on my credit score. I joined creditkarma.com uh, so that I can check my scores anytime that I want. And I got a little obsessed with checking my scores. It ended up being like a fun game. Like, what could I do in order to raise my score? And so I finally learned sort of what it is that the credit companies are doing to, uh, to figure out how the scores work and how you can get it to raise and what lowers your score, what raises your score, what is the uh, biggest detriment to your score and the least amount of detriment to your score. And playing the credit score game has really been enlightening because my credit score has jumped about 70 points in just a few months. And having a better credit score has allowed me to apply and be approved with good credit um, limits of cards that have 0% interest, which allow me to get out of debt faster. Now, I want to make it clear. I am not a finished product. <laughs> Okay, all of this stuff sounds really, really great. And I am absolutely on the path, but I'm not here to tell you that I am completely debt free and have been for years now. I'm still in the plan. I'm paying my credit cards off. I still have a few of them. I still have student loan debt that needs to be tackled. I still don't have a retirement plan, but I'm on a very disciplined track. And by this time next year, I'm going to be in a position to actually get my retirement plan uh, underway and finally figure out a way to pay off student loans. The point is that I finally, finally made a decision after, gee whiz, how much? After 30 years, I finally made a decision to create a secure financial future for myself, something that had never really occurred to me. And certainly at some points in my life, I thought was absolutely never a possibility. And the amazing thing about it is that I'm doing it. And the process of doing it is also teaching me that I actually can afford to do anything that I want. That's amazing. I mean, I can actually go on vacation, on a great vacation, and not be in debt because of it. And I did last year. I could actually save money to do improvements on my home and not go into debt for it. And I did. And so I know that I can actually eventually see an end to my student loan debt. And that would be freaking amazing. <laughs> but the biggest thing is that 
I really have not worried about money in any way in the last two years. And I can't tell you how much that fact has transformed my life. So here's my inspiration for the week, and naturally, it's a quote from Dave Ramsey. You've got to tell your money what to do, or it will leave. Simple, but effective. No? (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. I'm really grateful for you to be on this journey with me. And join me next week where my confession is, I like to start projects and then never complete them. And remember that the only response to the question, how are you, is fabulous. Fabulous.